just recorded a whole 24 minute episode of me trying to explain how you could get into marketing and basically I just realized that I was chatting lacquer by myself and wasn't giving you any actual advice and um yeah I was just going down ADHD rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole so I'm gonna try and redo this but before we get into that, welcome guys to another episode of Life with Z. Actually, I'm Z, and today we're doing things a little bit differently. I am by myself, which is why I just recorded 24 minutes for next. I'm doing this by myself, and I haven't done this in a while, so I do feel a little bit awkward, but I'm going to try my best to do this. Anyway, so today we're doing things a little bit weirdly also, because not only am I by myself, but I'm doing an educational type podcast for you about how to get into a career of marketing. You would not believe how many people DM me about this and I'm so happy that you do. It makes me feel great. I mean, I love being able to help you and seeing so many people interested in this career and seeing that people actually are interested in what happens behind the scenes. So yeah, after many a DM, I thought, let me do 2.0 of this podcast. The reason why I'm calling it 2.0 is because last year I did something where I kind of talked about what I studied, what I do for a living, kind of how I got into it, building a personal brand, etc, etc. But this time I've noticed that the questions have gotten a lot more refined and a lot more specific. So here we are. To make this one a little bit easier and not waste another 24 minutes of my life, I am going to do this with ChatGPT. So I'm kind of solo, but not completely solo. I've generated some questions which I first of all went through to make sure that this is something that people actually ask. And I thought, what a better way than to interview myself than with ChatGPT, then I don't feel like a complete weirdo. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to waste your time, I'm not going to waste my time, let's get into it. The first question is about how did I initially break into this field of marketing and what inspired me to pursue a career in this industry? Hmm, really good question to start with. And the answer to this one is a little bit tricky. When I started my career in marketing, I initially started working as a student. And while I was studying, I worked as a social media manager and kind of community manager, student relations manager and coffee shop manager for the complex that I stayed in. Guys, I wore so many hats and they paid me so little. When <laughs> I think about it now, I'm like, damn girl, should have asked a way bigger salary. But anyway, that is essentially how I got into it. And at the time, I didn't know that I wanted to be in marketing. For clarity, at some point, I thought I was going to study law. I didn't. But it was a really tricky path for me. And I think the first time I really fell in love with marketing was when, for the coffee shop, we tried to host events. And there was one event where all of us got together and we had this kind of acoustic music session in the basement of this complex where I stayed. And it was just such a vibe. We had such a good time. We were just out and I realized that all of this happened because of the power of a message and the power of or that need for someone to feel a part of something. And that's essentially what marketing does. We all want to be a part of something. We all want to participate in something. We all want to enjoy something. And marketing is basically this little bridge between services, products, cultural movements, social movements. We are that bridge between all of these things and people. And that's kind of how I got into it. And then from there on, I worked in communications and then 
and I progressed and I worked in marketing coordinator role. And that was the first time where I actually got exposure to so many different things. So that is kind of how I broke into it. And the industry where I am now is actually finance, which is not something I thought I would ever say, but I do work in finance. And at the time when I made this decision to move into finance, I was looking for a challenge. For context, I worked for an online school before this. So I got some exposure to the educational sphere. It was great. Got to travel a lot, et cetera, et cetera. But I was looking for something that would challenge me and force me to think outside the box and think about strategy. Because prior to that, that's not something that I had the opportunity to do. So that's why I got into this. The next question is, what specific skills and qualifications do you believe are crucial for someone looking to start a career in marketing today? And this is great. This is also why I re-recorded this because the previous 24-minute section that I did, I basically just ranted about not doing online courses. And it was honestly such a mess. But let me give you some context or clarity. So a lot of people sell online courses or social media coaching or social media courses. And I do think that some of them have some type of value, but for the majority, they don't. The reason why I say this is because things progress so quickly. I mean, social media movements are crazy. Last week or the week before, we were all like talking about this Calvin Klein campaign. This week, all that I'm seeing is Taylor Swift with the Grammys, etc., etc. And marketing is just, it's just wild. It is wild. So these things often pitch something, but then a week later, maybe Instagram changes their software and the way that you push ads changes or the algorithm changes or Google updates to a different kind of level or GA4 or something like that. And then that's completely different. So I would say if you're looking to just break into this and you want to look at fundamentals, YouTube and LinkedIn are your best friend. If you want to look for short form content, there are so many valuable resources that teach you things like how to do ads or how to build a strategy, just how to start thinking about all of these moving parts and put them into one machine. Because it doesn't look as overwhelming when you approach it in the beginning, but marketing is not just putting something out on social media. It is a targeted campaign at the right time of the year when people have money or when people are prone to spending or when people are looking at specific things or timing it right so that you advertise the messaging well in advance so that when the time comes, people know about it and people want to be part of it and people feel like they were successful in it, etc., etc. There is such a big strategy and planning and data element behind marketing that people miss. And I want to highlight that to you in this episode and say, just look at the numbers, please. <laughs> just pay attention to all of that. And when you find something that you can study, definitely these shorter format things teach you that way of thinking in a culturally and socially relevant way. That's not something that a university will teach you. However, if you want to look at something more formal and you want to look at a degree or formal tertiary qualification, I would definitely say looking at universities, look at something like a BA, BCom degree, whatever you want to do. Check out those degrees. But if you've already got a degree in something else and you want to segue, there's actually this really cool cheat sheet or cheat code or hack or whatever you want to call it. And it is called a postgraduate diploma. Tum, 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 tum. A lot of people don't talk about this, but it's equivalent to an honors degree. And there are tertiary institutions like Regent who have something in digital marketing or UCT. They offer something. I have not heard great things about UCT though, so just fair warning, but they do offer really good opportunities for you to study. So that will be a year course that you do from a distance. You will actually work because it's equivalent to an honors degree. You will do practical assignments where you might do a case study on a company that actually exists and you might need to pitch something. I would also say if you're a creative, 
native, if you can afford it, definitely look at a university like Vega. They definitely offer great things and they've got people with real world experience that teach there. And that makes a massive, massive difference. Question three says, in your experience, how important is networking in the marketing industry? And what advice do you have for aspiring marketers in building a strong professional network? I am a little bit on the fence with this one because do I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn? Absolutely. But do I speak to a lot of people in marketing in person? Unfortunately not. And it's not because we just don't want to speak to one another. It's because it's just so busy and isolated most of the time. And I generally find that a lot of marketers aren't really open about these conversations. So a lot of people won't necessarily sit down with you and tell you these types of things. But I would say if you have those connections in marketing, it is the best thing, not just for you personally, but on a professional level, this might enable you to do an event at a later stage or a potential collaboration, etc. Any and every idea that is worth spending time and money on needs to go past the marketing gatekeeper. So if you can convince the other marketer that this is a good idea to host this collaborative event, they will probably say yes. And if they really believe in it, they will be hardcore advocates for this idea with their higher ups and other people in decision making positions. But overall, I would say don't just network in marketing, but get to know people and build your LinkedIn network. Because as much as I would like to see people in person, a lot of the time. Now I'm like, I don't want to do that. Post-COVID me is really like tired. But um, as much as I'd like to be at events a lot of the times, I cannot be. And the easiest way for me to digest this information or get content or get updates is on LinkedIn. So networking on LinkedIn, 1000% super important. But actually going to physical in-person events, tricky. Use your own discernment there. But the digital way for me is the way way to go. Maybe it's the zillennial in me. But uh, yeah, that's my two takes on that. Then the next one is, can you share some key trends or changes in the marketing landscape that newcomers should be aware of and stay relevant in the field? So marketing changes all the time. Trends change all the time. But the biggest thing that we're seeing now in marketing over the past year or two is brands are becoming more personal. And this is something that I've been preaching for the longest time, but brands are taking the mask off. If you look at Pineapple, for example, if you think about an insurance company, you don't think about it as someone that you'll have a laugh with or have a drink with or chat with, right? But if you look at what Pineapple did, they made us all feel like we're the same person. There are recent campaigns where they would have billboards up that would say something silly like, didn't rewind the videotape before you returned it, or if you're your family's IT department or those types of things, they clearly categorized their target audience and they made us all feel like we're the same. They put us all into this community unwillingly, but in a smart way where we don't feel forced, where there's no need for interaction. We just know that we are part of a thing that's bigger than just us. We know that we are part of a group of people who kind of experience the same thing. And that's what brands are moving to. Brands aren't, or a lot of successful brands aren't doing this thing where we're up here and you're down there and we're just going to spew one-way communication to you and you just have to take it. A lot of brands are opening the conversation and having these platforms where people can share their ideas and relate or tell them whether it works. We actually see this in influencer marketing as well right now. And again, for context, I see both sides of the coin because A, I work in marketing, but B, I also do content creation. And so I see a little bit of both. But what we're seeing this year is that people don't trust 
influencers as much as they used to. People don't want to look to an influencer who has a brand new product every second week and they just spewing that, oh, this is the best thing. I love this thing. And then tomorrow it's a different thing and they also love that thing. So what we're seeing is that people are actually looking for people who are authentic, who tell them the truth, who would say, listen, I don't like this or I prefer this or this thing is cheaper or that thing was better. People want someone that they can relate to. And whether you do this individually for your personal socials or whether you are doing this for your company, you need to be able to make your brand relatable, humanize your brand, make it personal, get down with people, give them something to relate to. Ultimately, if they feel like they're a part of it and there's something that they can buy into, they'll love you for it. Question five, what strategies did you personally use to stand out and differentiate yourself when starting your marketing career? This is a good question. Wow, ChatGPT, look at you. What a good interview, buddy. (laughs) The first thing that I want to mention here is definitely this is a very competitive landscape because marketing is not an objective experience. Marketing is a very, 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 very subjective thing. If I think that carrying this blue water bottle in the gym is going to be funny, not everyone will think the same thing. And that will mean that my campaign might flop. So what you need to understand is that it doesn't mean that someone else is necessarily better than you. Someone else just might have had a better way of expressing themselves and conveying the idea than you. That's the only thing that I want to point out there. But what I do want to say is to differentiate myself, especially because I'm young, I started my career, like I said, while I was studying. So when it came to applying for jobs after varsity, when I moved back to Joburg, a lot of people would look at me and be like, oh, you just graduated. You know nothing. Meanwhile, I had three years of experience below my belt. So something that I did do is build my portfolio on LinkedIn. And the reason why I mentioned this again is because I didn't just post on LinkedIn. You need to be like very cautious with this and listen to what I'm saying here. I feel like a mom. You better listen to what I'm saying. But what I want to get to is that I went and not only did I share what I think was relevant right now, but I commented or analyzed things. If I didn't think a campaign was good, I wouldn't just go and say, oh, you guys suck. But I would post and say, like Checkers did a thing at one point where they posted something a campaign where they would compare local prices to prices in the UK and say the grass isn't always greener overseas because the food prices were more expensive overseas. And I commented and said, listen, as a kid of immigrants, I don't think that this is a good ad. One, because it's culturally insensitive because a lot of people are immigrating for various reasons, but the main thing being safety. It's a very difficult decision for them to make and you're basically bashing them. Not a great thing. Second of all, you're advertising this for what? What are you doing? You're scaring people and telling them not to go overseas or are you trying to tell them that the prices are cheaper here when they still cannot afford everything? I don't know what the goal was. The point that I'm trying to get to is that at that stage, I looked at the ad and I analyzed it. I broke it down. I looked at the cultural sensitivity, the social relevance, the execution, the messaging, the copywriting, the emotion that it evoked for the the viewer or the audience. And I commented on it and said what I might have done differently or shown strategy or showcase why it's important for brands to do X, Y, Z. And to be honest with you, and this is something that my current boss said to me, he hired me because he looked at my LinkedIn and he was like, wow, this girl has some forward thinking thoughts. If she can do that for her own brand, surely she can do the same thing for our brand. Boom. That's it. Mic drop. (laughs) That is the thing that I want to say to you there is to differentiate yourself, make sure that you showcase your way of thinking on LinkedIn. You can show them visual campaigns. You can send them copy, but ChatGPT can write that for you too. It's not going to set you aside from the rest. 
post. The thing that's going to stay to your side as a marketer is the way that you think, the way that you can spot an opportunity, and the way that you can decide for yourself whether this is something that'll be worth it in the long term or not. Next question. For someone entering the marketing field, what entry-level positions or roles do you recommend they pursue to gain valuable experience and skills? Easy one, look at a marketing coordinator career or role. These start out, obviously they look at people with different kind of levels of experience, but this is a perfect place to start because you will essentially have access to every single section of marketing. You will get access to social media, strategy, campaign planning, budgeting, data analytics, UX, etc, etc. But the brunt of the responsibility will remain on your marketing manager. You will get to see what they do, how they think, how they go about their daily operations and absorb as much as possible to help shape your way of thinking. That is the only thing that you do in these roles. Yes, you can get better with design. You can get better with, I don't know, copywriting, but you can hire people for that. The thing that you should focus on getting better at is your way of thinking and spotting opportunities. That is the biggest thing. Because if you can if you can find content that is socially and culturally relevant at the right time and it goes viral, it'll do wonderful things for your brand. Doesn't mean that I think your only goal should be virality, but I do think that learning how to spot these opportunities will help you in the long term to make better decisions and budget a little better as well. Next question is, how do you approach staying updated on the latest marketing tools, tech and methodologies? And what resources do you find most valuable for continuous learning? Hmm. Let me start from the back end. Continuous learning, 100%, I would say, looking at LinkedIn and TikTok. I know it sounds silly, but there are a lot of people on TikTok who talk strategy. Or even if you don't look at the people who do strategy, look at the people who influence. Look at makeup influencers. Look at, I don't know, other content creators. Look at what they're doing and how they communicate to their audience. And then go look at the comment section. Because at the time, there was this content creator, Michaela, I don't know how to say her, her surname, but she's a makeup influencer. And at some point, she was talking about these cosmetic products that she was using, etc. Et and people were bashing on her because the way that she said something and essentially I think she had said that she got this product and she made it sound like she bought it she was supporting this brand but really they sent it to her for free and people bashed her for that so it also teaches you how to communicate with your audience and kind of avoid or try and avoid these PR nightmare situations then looking at resources I would definitely say again LinkedIn and TikTok are wonderful resources but you can also look at something called later there are skills I preach about them so many times. I swear they should offer me sponsorship by now. But they are essentially a scheduling tool, but they have teams who will send you newsletters with updates on trends or updates on the latest changes in the algorithms, all these types of things. Super helpful, so useful. You can also look at someone called Dark Matter. They've also got really good things. And then there are a few social media pages like Pretty Little Marketer on LinkedIn and a few other content creators on there that also inform you about changes in the algorithm or software development, etc, etc. Technologies, methodologies, all of those will fall under the resources that I've just mentioned now. All of those are useful. They give you all the information that you need. And then I would say the only tricky thing is that on an international scale, things move way quicker than they do here. But look at how you can implement some of these things here. I know that these kind of, what do you call it? GCI or CGI ads are a big thing now abroad. It's not something that's really been implemented in 
say purely because of tech, resources, money, etc. But that definitely is coming. So think of a way that you can get your brand ahead of this curve. And realistically, how would you do it? Next question is, in today's digital age, how crucial is it for marketers to have a strong understanding of data analytics and what step can beginners take to develop the skill set? Oh, listen, if you go into marketing and you are not a data nerd, you are not in marketing. Or you shouldn't be in marketing because everything that we do is attached to some shape or form of data. So first of all, I would say if you're doing Google campaigns, great way to get data from it. Look at the cost per acquisition, do the math, look at the impressions, identify what vanity metrics should you consider, shouldn't you consider, what is important, what isn't. If you don't have something like Google ads, start with your own social media. Look at your reach, look at your performance of the post. If you tag a brand in your story, how many people click on that and collect this data, put it together, put it in a way that you can present it and make sense. I always say to someone, if you need to present this research or this data to a non-marketer, what would you tell them? You would want to tell them how much money you spent because that's the first thing that any and every manager will ask you. How much money did you spend? How long did it run for? Why did it run during this time? And then essentially, what was the message? Obviously, you'll inform them about that, but essentially also looking at vanity metrics. So for example, I advertised this water bottle in January because I thought it was relevant. New year, new me. More people would be going to the gym. I thought that this would fit in perfectly. I did a social media campaign over two months. I amped up the spend over payday. So the 25th and the 30th. So that or 31st because people would have more money then. And over this time, it reached X amount of people. We saw X amount of increase in our sales. X amount of people commented or mentioned us, etc, etc. These kind of statistics help you register or keep track of your performance and also help you decide what you should do better or differently in the future. Then, so ultimately I would say that this is a super important thing. You need to understand what is your cost per acquisition. So essentially, if you spend 10,000 Rand on ads for this water bottle and you had 100 people purchasing them, what would the cost be? This is a really bad example because I'm bad at quick math. 10,000 Rand, take two zeros away, which will essentially leave you with two zeros. So let's say your cost per acquisition was 100 Rand per client, I think. Don't judge me, I'm really tired. It is like 6.30 or 20 to 7 right now. Anyway, so that just helps you analyze whether this is really worth it, whether it's something that worked. And in the long run, this will help you push your ideas to people even more. The thing with marketing that you need to understand is that whenever it comes to pitching something to an organization, it'll always be a fight because you're always going to have to justify the spend and you're always going to have to show them why it did or didn't work. Next question, what advice do you have for aspiring marketing professionals on creating a personal brand and showcasing their expertise in the competitive job market? I've said it once, I'll say it again, get on LinkedIn, post your thoughts, do trend analysis, do predictions or recommendations or free marketing pitches, etc, etc. Showcase your work, showcase your thinking. It is super important, especially in our job market in South Africa. And I would also say the easiest thing is you don't have to come up with it all by yourself. Nobody needs to reinvent the wheel. Look at what other people are doing and build your own content calendar. Look at what you can fit into your calendar during the week. So can you do trend analysis? Yes or no. Can you do updates on what happened in marketing this week? Yes or no. Should you rather focus on teaching people things? Do you know enough to teach people things? Should you rather share what's happening on social media right now? Identify what your knowledge base is and decide from there what you can and cannot post on LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn. But I would also say, look at what others are doing. Because if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. But if you steal from many people, it's art. So gather information from many different places, combine the information, add your flair to it, make it personal, add your local touch, add your expertise. And that's how you start your personal brand. Then the last question that I have here is, can you share a memorable experience or lesson from your early days in marketing that shaped your perspective and approach to the profession? This is a good question. I think that there were moments with different things that definitely touched me. I would definitely say that I went through different phases throughout my career. The company that I worked for before this, the online school, I traveled a lot for events, which I really enjoyed. But I would often combine these events with social media campaigns and in-person like inter-organizational campaigns, which would get people involved and riled up and excited, etc. And I think the biggest thing that I learned there was the interconnectivity of campaigns. The biggest thing that I saw was that nothing operates in a silo and for something to be truly effective you need to understand how to communicate one message in different ways at different stages of this product life cycle so if you've got an event at the end of the month or let's say end of feb you probably should have started marketing this in november december there would be certain times where you pick up marketing based on paydays and special events or reminders etc it really made me realize that if you've got a solid strategy it'll succeed. Every single thing starts with strategy and you really need to nail that down in order to make anything else work. I also think at that time I was so obsessed with social media and that's really where the personal brand thing sparked for me because before that I was like oh you know I'll have my CV and I'll show people who I am on there and they can like take that as the kind of guide of who I am but there I really learned the power and the value of a personal brand and even though I'm not as active as I'd like to be I don't think I'll ever go back to not having an active personal brand on LinkedIn because it really highlighted to me how you build that network and showcase your expertise and find like-minded people because not everyone is as passionate about this as you are. Not everyone's going to be as excited as you are. You just have to make it work and you need to be able to sell this vision and make it work. You need to be able to show people how you're going to build this bridge, why we need this bridge, why it's important and how you're going to make it succeed. So yeah, I definitely would say this was probably a memorable experience for me and I hope that you find it too I mean surely something happened for you to spark this interest in marketing and I'm very excited for you to see where this leads to I definitely think it's going to be an exciting career and if I can leave you with this I do want to say be ready to go through the biggest challenge of your life marketing is not easy but it is super rewarding You need to learn balance in this career. You need to know how to stand firm, but know when you've reached your limit. You need to know how to stand firm on your principles, but know how to change your mind frame and not let your personal feelings and your personal objectives in life clash with what you're doing. It's a very tricky thing, but it is absolutely rewarding. And I hope moving forward, I will see some of you building marketing bridges all over the different industries doing wonderful things. I hope that I've answered all of your questions or the things that you were curious about. If there's anything else that you'd like to know, do pop me a message. I'd be happy to let you know. I'd be happy to chat with you. Until then, I hope you have a good day. I'm going to go have dinner now. (laughs) I hope you have a good week. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if I could ask you a massive favor, please remember to rate and comment below. It really does help the podcast. Share it with your friends, share it to LinkedIn, share wherever you want it. All of it helps me reach more people, which means that I can get more guests on here, which means that we can continue building cool bridges for you. Anyway, enjoy guys and Thank you so much for listening to this episode.